When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I think a Nilla wafer is an underrated cookie. Like, it's not something I would normally buy, but when I have a Nilla wafer, I'm like, oh, these are really good. I think they're completely underrated it's, as it's well. It's something that you overlook when you're in the cookie aisle. Like, you walk past the plain yellow box of the Nilla wafers <laughs> to see the 80 different versions of Oreos that yeah. they're coming out with that. Double week. stuff, triple stuff, uh, tax-deductible <laughs> Oreos, uh, H&R Block. I, I mean, they're putting so much crap in Oreos now that it's almost hard to find an original, like you have to dig through eight different types of packaging just to find the original. The dudes are over at the project project meeting being like, huh? Listen, there are no wrong answers here. This is brainstorming, (laughs) but just so you know, everything you say will become a version of Oreo. Jim, Chris, what do you you got? What do you got? Uh, What if we put Oreos into the Oreos? Promote this man. Promote this man. (laughs) Coming this fall, Oreo stuffed, Oreo cookies. (laughs) Hey guys, thanks for listening to Apathetic Enthusiasm. I'm Travis. And I'm Brandon. All right. uh, There are a few ways you can get in touch with the show. You can email us at apatheticenthusiasmshow at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash apatheticenthusiasmshow. Or you can follow us on Twitter. Twitter. Apathusiast. Uh... Hit us, hit us on Twitter and let us know what hashtag we should use for this show because we need to come up with one. So we did do a, a little bit of a meerkat stream this morning. So yeah, we're... thank you to the one of you that, that, that tuned in. Technically, we had three viewers. Technically, we had three. We had, we had me. And, and then me. And RMS. Our, 120, yeah, I yeah. think that... <laughs> shout, shout out to whatever your Twitter handle was. That, that... Shout out to the showers. So, uh, yeah, it was, it, was a little, it was fun. It's not it's not something I know that we'll, I think we'll do every week, but... Maybe uh, maybe every other week? I don't know. We'll, we'll test it out. Um, I am excited. What are, what are we talking about today, Travis? We're talking about Apple. We're talking about... Oh, that's yeah. why you're yeah, excited. That's right. <laughs> uh, this week, um, Apple had their spring forward event on march their 9th, spring fling the, yeah the uh sadie hawkins dance will be like <laughs> you know next month or something um, so apple had their prom <laughs> everybody got dressed up headed down to cupertino <laughs> and uh and they made a few announcements okay uh everybody knew that this event was going to shock the world lay, lay out some details about the apple watch but they started out with a couple of other announcements that I was excited about. I know other people are probably excited about. Tell, tell me about these the, exciting developments. The exciting developments. So they start out talking about Apple TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
no changes to the Apple TV, no new versions of the Apple no change. TV. But they took $30 off of it. So <laughs> naturally, because of this news, I went out and bought a second Apple yeah. TV for my upstairs. Well, I mean, you, you have to. You, you have know, to. It's, it's, I like how they have these quarterly events. You could probably break them down into quarters, yeah. Okay, I, I like how they have these quarterly events to announce discounts. <laughs> that's that's really, that's really I, useful. I think, I think because what followed right after they talked about Apple TV was they brought out the CEO of HBO and he made the announcement for HBO Now. It's official. Uh, HBO Now is the streaming-only version of HBO that you can get without a cable subscription. Right. And it will be an Apple exclusive at launch. So Apple TV and all of your iPhones and mm. iOS devices, those are the only ways that you'll be able to watch HBO Now when it launches in April. You know, so that App- just seals the deal. Apple are the Lannisters. <laughs> right. Uh, and they are they are beheading anybody else who tries <laughs> That's to take right. over. They're they're currently sitting on the iron throne of technology. So, uh, got through the Apple TV stuff. The next thing that they talked about, which was rumored a little bit ahead of the the event, was a new 12 inch MacBook. Whoa, 12 uh, inches? Yes, 12 12 inches. I haven't seen that yeah. since college. <laughs> uh, I. I think I'm in college thing, currently. I, 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 think, <laughs> I think the first thing that I said to you when they announced it, I was like, dude, that new MacBook is sexy. Yeah, that's and exactly then you, what you said. And then you groaned terribly and thought I was an idiot. But but really, I, well, think, I think... you didn't new, tell me it was 12 inches. <laughs> now. Now it's sexy. Now you know. <laughs> um, this is a really thin, really light uh-huh. new version of the MacBook. It's not a MacBook Air, even though it's smaller and lighter than the MacBook Air. There's only there's only one port on it. It's got a headphone jack and then this USB three connector that's supposed to act as your power port and so do your HDMI and uh-huh. USB and all that stuff. Probably gonna require you to buy like a seventy five dollar adapter so that you can plug in more than one thing at a time. Yeah. Um. But really, it's Apple's trying to provide a lightweight, portable, they're, they're... a Chromebook esque like competitor. Uh huh. But instead of costing a couple hundred dollars, you're gonna you're gonna start at about thirteen hundred dollars. It's a Mac. Chromebook competitor in the sense that it is a computer. <laughs> also, right, yeah, not a competitor as far as price is concerned. Yeah, it's Apple does this thing where they charge exorbitant amounts of money for everything. For everything, Apple's like. Hey, uh, we're going to start uh, start making soda pop, <laughs> and our first model of Apple Coke is going to be uh, twenty dollars for. A... But look at everything you're getting. You're getting a gold label <laughs> on it. It interacts with your phone, so it lasts six hours <laughs> before it dies. Um, but yeah, so I, there's there's. New innovations in that MacBook. They uh, they shrunk down the motherboard significantly. I think they're using sort of the innovations that they made in, in iPads and iPhones to mm-hmm. really just make a very compact internal system for this uh, MacBook. The benchmarks so far, they, they look pretty good as far as um, how fast it is and things like that. But, yeah. but we'll see when it comes out. Um, it's probably going to be pretty popular. They... I don't think they can get any smaller on a MacBook. They they said they said that uh the keyboard was set set the 
dimensions for this product. They were like, well, we want to put a full-size keyboard on it. This is as small as we can get before we have to start shrinking the keyboard. So yeah. um, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited about it. I I'm, probably won't get one anyway, but you know, I'm still excited about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited to go to the Apple store and play I'm, with it. I'm excited that you are excited for not getting it, but <laughs> it existing in the world. So, all right. Apple TV, MacBook, all great. The real reason everybody was tuning in on Monday was for the Apple Watch announcement. Now, I think I think it's time to, we talk about that. Hey, that's <laughs> <laughs> um, the Apple Watch. The announcement. A lot of what they went through was features and mm-hmm. things you can do with the Apple Watch. A lot of it we already knew from the from the original Apple Watch announcement. The big takeaways for this event were they laid out pricing. Mm-hmm. They laid out how much it's going to cost to throw this thing on your wrist they, we know when it's coming out. Um, and yeah, and then everything else is just sort of justification as to why you want to own this thing. Right. <laughs> so let's lay out the pricing real quick. Yeah, there's, let's... there's three versions really. I mean, I, I would, I would say this is the most um, controversial part of the Apple watch. Yeah. I, I mean, everybody speculated about what it might cost. I think when they saw the actual prices and let, and let me just say that the apple watch sport this is the aluminum cased mm-hmm. apple watch all of the apple watches come in two sizes uh and there's about a 50 dollar difference so between like the small sizes. and large right i think it's like a difference of five millimeters or something oh yeah um basically designed for a smaller wrist or a larger wrist yeah um the aluminum apple watch sport starts at three hundred and fifty dollars, yeah, three forty nine. Jeez. Okay. And then to go for the larger size, it's three ninety nine, so fifty dollar difference. Um, all of the bands are they're kind of like rubberized bands, so mm-hmm. it's it's really just a color choice at, at that point. Yeah. Once you get into the standard stainless steel Apple watches, the the collection, uh, the smallest size with one of those rubber bands mm-hmm. is five forty nine. Oh. Uh, five five ninety nine if you want the larger one. I'll, t- I'll take I'll take two of them. So I'll take two. From there, now you start throwing in different watch bands. They have leather bands. They have this, you know, linked metal. They have they have rubber bands. <laughs> rock <got>. bands. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> high school bands. <laughs> uh, if you want to get the, I want to say it's called like space black stainless steel. Ooh. Uh, really fancy looking watch Ooh. band. That's gonna cost you a thousand, like one thousand ninety eight ninety nine dollars. So eleven hundred dollars. So I won't get two of the other ones. I'll just get one of these. <laughs> right. Ones. You can you can either buy two <laughs> rubber band ones or spend that extra five hundred dollars and and get yeah. a fancy watch band. So yeah. And and there, there there's there's one more right. There's right. These so, these prices we talk about these prices. These are around where people can kind of justify, all right, I'm Maybe. getting I'm getting an iPhone accessory that's also a watch that's going to do a lot of things, $300, $400, up to even $1,000 for a high-quality watch. Yeah. This is, I mean, I think the average consumer can, can kind of justify that, you know, in their head. Sure. The Apple Watch Edition. This one. This, this is the gold Apple Watch. It comes in yellow gold or it's, rose gold. It's the gold standard. The... The entry level Apple Watch Edition is ten thousand dollars. <laughs> Hot damn! Uh, uh, that ratchets up with different sizes to twelve thousand dollars. And if you want, 
because because that's that's the intro right intro level right. price if for you that. want the gold apple watch edition with like the fancy red leather mm-hmm. gold clasp band out the door seventeen thousand dollars set okay okay which cool. i can i can... alternatively could probably send a kid to college for a while <laughs> There, there was a great article online right after they introduced the pricing where, where different sites would uh, compare the Apple Watch Edition with everything else you could buy yeah. for the same price. <laughs> and like one of them was like 15 other Apple Watches or something and yeah. like uh, a, an old Nissan, like just, I don't know. All you you can take a dozen of your Apple Watches. I'm not good at math. You can take a dozen of your Apple Watches and put them together to combine a Megazord watch <laughs> and uh, you could buy Apple watches for a small tribe in Africa <laughs> or just this one Apple watch. So, yeah. And you know, we, we joke about it. The average consumer is not who they're marketing the Apple watch edition. Clearly, to. clearly not. They're, they're, they're trying to make, they're really pushing for this being a fashion accessory and the super rich people that buy a private jet or, you know, just, yeah. Oh, let's Let, let's fly let, down to Florida for the evening. Let's flaunt my wealth. Right. Let's you were they're gonna throw money at a some you know it, ten thousand right. dollars is dropping the bucket. You know I I know people who they're willing to spend a lot of money on a, on a good watch. Right. That you know if it, you spend a lot of money on a watch, that watch isn't necessarily gonna degrade in value or usefulness right. rapidly. You're gonna be able to potentially pass that watch down or it, it holds its value a lot more. Yeah. Find it at a garage sale. I'm like, wow, this is a nice, <laughs> I, I need, just, I just need to put a battery in it and it'll last me two more years. Right. Or wind it, you know, depending on rather how, than, how old the watch is. Right. Rather than eight minutes. Right. <laughs> yeah. Or uh, hours, I should say. Sorry. Touching on the, the features of the Apple watch, um, you know, you can get your notifications on it. It, it's got the chip in it that lets you, you know, use Apple Pay. Um, yeah, you can. Yeah. They 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 made an example in the keynote where you can use it as like a hotel key if if the hotels have that set up. Um, there's a lot of things you can do with it that sort of you can already do with your iPhone. Yeah. So it brings up the question: How does Apple successfully market this product, which is designed to make you use your phone less? I don't, that's a tough question because I have a phone that tells time and does everything I need it to do already. I don't need another accessory to really redundantly provide all those features. They're doing an interesting thing where they're pushing the convenience that this watch gives you, right? Like instead of pulling your phone out of your pocket or your purse, if you know, something like uh, that, oh, yeah. that, that, you just quick look at your watch. You know, you can, you can deal with a notification quickly and if if you need to, you can then pull out your phone. Otherwise, that full ten seconds of pulling—not even ten seconds—that yeah. full two seconds of pulling out your phone and be like, "Oh, cool. Let me type on it with both hands. <laughs> respond to this text message. I guess I'll put my phone back." My but you come compound that over days and weeks and. But if you look that's, at your but that's it, hours you're getting back in your life. <laughs> but if you have your Apple Watch, oh, I got a text message. You look at your watch with one hand. Oh, it's it's Travis. Hey, Travis. And then you try to respond to a text message on your watch. With either an emoji or dictation. Or a which, sketch. Which we know works perfectly all the time. Absolutely. Um, I Because you have to have an iPhone to use the Apple Watch, 
it's not like this is going to replace iPhones. Yeah. You know, you're still going to need iPhones. I just wonder how much people will be dependent on their iPhones if they're using the watch. Like, are they, are they going to use their phones less? There's, there's this argument that the battery life on an iPhone isn't great. The battery life on this iWatch or I did it. Uh, <laughs> Apple watch isn't great, but eight, eight hours. Not, well, it depends. That's eight hours of Apple's testing. Right. Like you could, it says you can get a full day, right? Like eight, 18 hours they say, but oh, that's, eight. that's in the amount of usage. You, if you're so, like streaming music off okay. this thing, yeah. it's going to go a lot faster. I've been saying eight hours, but right. I, I meant 18. Mm-hmm. So maybe having the two devices, sometimes you're going to be on your phone. You're going to be doing stuff on your phone and yeah. it's not going to be affecting the battery of the watch. And other times you're going to be using the watch, which will potentially save you battery on your phone. Great. Okay. We'll see how that plays out. The, constant connection between the two is that going to drain the battery on both of them yeah you know this is stuff that they, we don't they, know yet. They, they say to turn off the bluetooth and wireless when you're not using it to save battery life so but you're going to need that sort of stuff for these, for the these watch, devices yeah. to talk so um all told it, it's an interesting device uh it's not the only smart watch on the market there's there's a lot of other competitor everybody's kind of rolled out one motorola has a smart watch that's intriguing mm-hmm. and there's different android watches samsung yeah. has one um, There's that company Pebble. Pebble there. Pebble has just announced their second um, like kind of flagship smartwatch where uh, it's called the Pebble Time. Yeah. Uh, their 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 initial smartwatch was 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 not. I mean, it was a very successful product, but it, it left a lot to be desired. It had like a monochrome screen. It wasn't it, the the best looking device. Right. Um, this new Pebble Time is a lot more fashion conscious i guess um it has a color display uh the way that they announced the watch was again through a a new kickstarter campaign so their first pebble was was the result of a successful kickstarter they decided to go back and allow people to in essence pre-order the watch by signing up for this kickstarter and they were able to get their funding to produce in that way uh and you know that's that's what i appreciate about pebble is they're one of the campaigns that actually provides their donators, their investors, uh, with their product. Right. They're they're not just um, they're not just asking for funding with the opportunity to maybe get a watch. Like if you're putting in the money to support this, that's your foot in the door to receive the product once it's produced. Right. Like Peb, uh, the Pebble Time Kickstarter, you donate like 175, 200. And they'll they'll give you one of their watches when it comes out. Right. And they're Which, actually. And when you talk about that amount of investment, you're still well under the cheapest Apple Watch. Yes. Exactly. To do some, a lot of some, the same functionality. Right. And another thing too, uh, on the on their Kickstarter page, they're not shipping out to any retailers until all their Kickstarter gifts are. Are sent out, right. So, so, I mean, really, if you want, if you're, say you had the original Pebble, say you really want a smartwatch, but you're not interested in the Apple Watch, supporting that Kickstarter is the best way to get an an early edition of Pebble Time. Right. Um, Yeah, not not everybody does Kickstarters the same. Crowdfunding can be a a dicey, you know. Dicey is a good word for it. (laughs) 
we've all heard of iffy Kickstarters out there. Uh, the potato salad. Do you remember that one? Right. Yeah. From, <laughs> from a couple years back. Um, they wanted they wanted a potato salad. Yeah, you said, you had sent me an article about um, some guy that was trying to get people to crowdfund his like private jet yes. or something. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there's a prosperity preacher, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Researching this episode the other day, I happened upon this article about this producer, Gail Ann Hurd, who produces The Walking Dead, the television show. Okay. Yeah. Uh, she's known as the mother of sci-fi or something like that. Oh, wow. I don't know. Okay. Something weird like that. But she's produced all the Terminator movies, uh, Aliens, anything with James Cameron pretty much. Okay. Wow. Um, she's been a part of a lot of these these things. Her purpose as a producer is to get money for projects. Right. That's what she does. She is running a Kickstarter campaign for uh, a documentary called Man Killer. Uh, it's it's a good project. It's about a, a Native American woman. Okay. The problem I have with this Kickstarter is that first of all, she's running it. <laughs> um, she's asking for one hundred fifty thousand dollars to essentially fund this documentary. I, I have a huge problem with it because again, her purpose as a producer is to find money for films. Right. She should she should know sort of the traditional Hollywood mechanisms for for funding a project she knows she knows the people she knows the places she knows what she has to do the other thing her the the gifts that people receive are things that really don't cost that much money in the long run like oh uh let's get this walking dead actor to provide a voicemail if you donate right there's there's no real like ten thousand dollars something like that that it's just we'll sign up arnold schwarzenegger and uh, we'll sign a poster for you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, and, and and for that you gotta spend like fifty dollars, hundred dollars, or something, right? Yeah. To, yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I guess. I mean, I can see how to argue the the other point to that. I mean, maybe as a producer, even though she knows the conventional ways to to make money for a project. Mm-hmm. With with something like a documentary, you have probably a group of people that are already interested in in a topic yeah. and want to see that movie made. And this is a way for her to not only gauge the interest in the project, but also help get it funded. I mean, I'm a I would assume that those people that are funding it would want to go out and see it. That maybe they by funding it they could get access to the film. But it's it's still kind of a, a sketchy means to to get your movie made. Yeah, it's it's almost a and 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 to bring oh, up that point, like okay. if you and I were trying to make a movie, yeah, we don't have the connections that she has. We're not in Hollywood, sort of working with those same people. We haven't produced films, but if we had a movie that we really wanted to make, we using we a Kickstarter it makes sense for us, right? So the way I look at it. You have the, you have these the big people and you have the little people and we're the little people we're the little people the big people who have they have avenues that they know of that that they can take they're taking advantage of of fans of people who are willing to to spend money for they're willing to invest in something that they're not going to get that money back yeah that's I mean that's a good point um, 
Yeah. Maybe they'll throw their name in the credits as it rolls by quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's, it's an abuse of the willingness of, of their fans in, in a sense. Yeah. And, and I guess, I guess that could be said for all crowdfunding projects. I mean, there are some that are legit that, that produce, I mean, really great products come out of crowdfunded, you know, kickstars and things like yeah. that. But then there's also, um, I mean, there, there's some games, there have been a few games, our friend John donates to Kickstarter for some games and then he gives me the extra copies of the <laughs> and so so I appreciate that uh but you know like he's he's still getting something back from them right yeah there's there's questionable campaigns that then it comes to the question whose fault is it right like is it the people that are supporting them and throwing their money at it or is it the person that's like well I'll throw it out here and see if there's any interest I, like there's there's an there's an ethics concern yeah there's 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 more than one party to blame sometimes, I think, for this. Yeah, there's another Kickstarter out there. I, I mentioned game developing. Uh, Chris Roberts, he developed uh, Wing Commander okay. way back in the day. He had a successful crowdfunding campaign for a game called Star Citizen. I'm not, I'm not sure if you've heard of it. No. Um, what it is, it's, it's this huge space sim. It's got sp- space battles, ground battles, mining whole whole world like really vast environment basically yes okay. yes uh so a few years back he had a successful crowdfunding campaign his i forget what the initial goal was but right now they're sitting at 70 million dollars oh all right and by the end of 2015 they predict they'll be a, up near 120 million so with that kind of money obviously the game has been made and it's been sent out and everybody's happier right? obviously <laughs> Uh, so it's, they say it's going to be released in 2016, but this is part of that ethics kind of concept. They can, they can keep stringing along their investors. And I use that with quotes, uh, for as, as long as they, they can really, because mm-hmm. this, this game is, is being paid for solely by the uh, people that want to play it. Yeah. Right. Don't, uh, contributors. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like, it's, they can they can keep like tossing out a little bit like oh here's a beta ooh here's a here's a new feature oh look look at what we're developing oh they just released a video last week where they showed uh, just a machine gun shooting one of the ships and it, like it breaking apart and they're like look at all the physics look look how great this looks so they can keep stringing along people just with this little bits and pieces of, of right yeah of, like we're making improvements see it's like the carrot. It's a carrot right, yeah. string. Like hmm. we just need a little bit more money. <laughs> just keep keep these keep these contributions. Yeah, that coming seems in. really shady. Like that's not. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I, and I I know people who've donated to it. <laughs> donated like five hundred dollars, a thousand dollars to it wow. to this campaign. And our friend John just sent. Uh, he he told me about this guy who donated his child's college fund to. <laughs> To Star Citizen. I'm hoping it was like a community college, college fund. I, like, I hope by college fund it was like, I just started a fund last week. <laughs> I have like $5 in there. My son is eight months old, and <laughs> I started it when he was six months old. Uh, but it, the, the people who are, who are into it, they want to see the space sim. A little bit crazy. A little bit crazy. I, yeah. I, I hear like some of the developers for this game are getting like death threats. If, 
or like stalkers to make sure that they're to make sure that the game comes out that yeah invest well and that's the other thing is you, get, you it's one thing if you're watching like the news on a game coming out and you know maybe you're in the beta or something like that but it's developed by a traditional studio and you're not invested in it financially yeah once you start putting your money on the table <laughs> you become much more engaged in the process and yeah and you care a lot more about seeing something i, I mean come out. that that's what a traditional investor would be doing too right yeah, make, that's a good point they'd be putting their money in so now you have an angry mob <laughs> instead of traditional instead investors, you have so. angry video game players out there <laughs> saying i want to blow up some some ships that's essentially how I feel about about some of these Kickstarter campaigns. So, so all right, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go with a new segment. Uh, we're doing questions from li- listener questions. Is this we're doing we're doing listener questions of the week? Is is this the apathetic enthusiasm advice line? Is this <laughs> is this topic related? Uh, all right, here's a question, Travis. This is from our friend John. RC, we constantly do shout-outs to him because I'm always on Facebook. <laughs> but here, here's a question. I mean, I get it. Part of living near people is learning not to hate someone just because they're constantly awful. That's life. And if you can't learn to accept and love someone ugly and awful, you'll die alone. And if you can't tolerate ugly and awful people at all, then you better live in a hut in the middle of Montana. Basically, what I'm saying is I'm moving to Montana. I don't think that was a question. No, it, 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 is, it is a question. Do you agree or disagree with the sentiment? <laughs> um, wow. So basically, you're moving to Montana because neighbors suck. Is, is, that, is, that, the, is that the question? That's, that's essentially it, yes. Um, what's, what's the high-speed internet? situation like in montana that's 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 a big big driving decision for me uh sometimes neighbors make noise and they're they're a pain but it's a necessary evil in order to get netflix at a a high speed i mean if you live in a hut in montana i I mean there's there's power concerns you know like like are what's the septic system like are the circuit breakers rated to modern standards you know you, these are things we have to find out before we can we can really answer your question to the fullest i think what i'd say to john rc is take the good with the bad realize that neighbors suck but there's an upside so deal with it and don't leave and go to montana sometimes you feel like a nut sometimes you don't that's <clears throat> that's our message for you there you go all right thanks thank you thank you john rc for the question um if you have a question that you want us to haphazardly answer on the show, please send it into the show at, uh, you can send it to apathetic enthusiasm show at gmail.com or leave it on our Facebook page. Or you can send it to us on Twitter and we'll, we'll get back to you. Yeah. We'll check Twitter. We can do that. Yeah. Okay. All right, guys. Uh, that's our show. Uh, in preparation for next week, uh, we want you guys to know we're starting a new, probably monthly segment on the show where we do a Netflix classic movie review. So uh, this week we will be watching the 1980s classic, The Running Man, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. And uh, if you would like, you can fire up your Netflix machine 
and watch the movie as well. And and then next week, come back and we will have a... And listen along. An in-depth discussion. As we discuss pretentious things about the film. <laughs> <laughs> so if hopefully you're looking forward to that. Otherwise... Uh, at least listen to the first half of next week's episode, and, and hopefully you'll you'll get something out of that. Until um, then, chill. <laughs> that's an Arnold. That's an Arnold one-liner from Batman. All right, guys, chill. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, folks. Thanks for listening. I'm Travis. I'm Brandon. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.